What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Strange Road. Actually, this one's loosely being uh, the working title is Cryptids of the Strange Corn Road Swapcast, baby. <laughs> Welcome. We have, I love it. We have our boys from Cryptids of the Corn, Justin and Jay, in studio with us tonight. I am Mikey, and this is Bub. Uh, What's up? And we've uh, met these guys leading up to CryptidCon. Uh, we uh, decided to become uh, sponsors of CryptidCon, and I started looking down the list of other sponsors, and, and uh, my buddy called me out of the blue and uh, said, hey, have you heard of these Cryptids of the Corn guys? Yeah. Have you heard of this show? And they're from Ada. So I was like, well, they're on this list of sponsors and vendors at CryptidCon. So uh, I decided to reach out, and we started chatting a little bit uh, before CryptidCon and hit it off and got to hang out with you guys and had some drinks. We had a blast. Yeah, just yeah, some yeah. drinks. <laughs> just a, just we a few. Were, we were a little. We had a little bit of a late start. You guys were uh, definitely uh, ahead of us a bit. We had that. a head start. Yeah, <laughs> it was our <laughs> listeners' fault. I'll put that out there right now, guys. You know who you are. Yeah, shout out to the their Patreon members that were hanging out with us. All great people. Um, but you guys are killing it, man. You, you know, you guys yeah. have a great show. You guys, I think, work really, really well together. Uh, we get a little business out of the way. Why don't you tell us where we can find you guys and, uh, you know, give us a little background. That used to be recorded, so it's just like. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that to you. You're good at it. All right. Uh, every major, you know, podcast app, we have a YouTube, and we try to do the YouTube as, like, fun stories that are exclusive, like, just to YouTube. Uh, they're always, like. What have we been doing lately? Just add a book. Like I have this gigantic library of oh, cryptid gosh. books. I was like, let's pick a random book, pick a random story, let's read it, and then let's talk about it. So we like that because there's no work on my end I have to do. Well, uh, there's but, really no work at all besides me reading. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like I said, no work on my end. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Uh, no, but found on every major podcast app. Uh, Facebook, we do a live show every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, Crips and Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to do some throughout the week in the evening. Uh, we have slacked off on that due to holidays and stuff like that. I don't think we've done one it's since before shoot, Thanksgiving. It's that time of season, though. Yeah, we'll start back up again in, in January. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then Instagram. What am I forgetting? Oh, Cryptids Patreon. Of, and cryptidsofthecorn.com. Oh, yeah. A Jay website loves, Justin built. Loves to shout that out that I built our website. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm a dumb fish guy, so that was a, <laughs> it was a lot harder than it needed to be. It, it's. I mean, we started off, we're just getting help now redoing our website, and Kyle, for the most part, built the first iterations of ours. It's, 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 a, it's a big project, so kudos to you guys for landing the website. Oh, yeah, and then got a shout-out. We are doing a, a live show with Hillbilly Horror Stories April 22nd. Uh, Post Town, or yeah, Post Town Elementary there in Middletown, Ohio. Okay, uh, we have that on the uh, on the website. We have it on Facebook and stuff like that. Yep, tickets just went on for sale. Yep, and that will be content we do not share anywhere else, just to kind of make it worth it and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. exclusive. Yeah, so I've already been saving back for middle absolutely. school. Yes, I have no idea. I don't know the story behind it. Okay, well, I, you're gonna find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's pretty much all that stuff, right? Am I forgetting I, anything? I think you covered everything. You said mentioned the Patreon as well. Do movie nights on there. We do trivia nights. Yep. Dude, fine. Uh, so we do like, it'll be trivia questions about stuff on the show. 
Jay will take the test just to see how good it is, to see how much she retained and stuff like that. <laughs> right, which is never that much. Oh, you did okay. <laughs> I did all right. I passed. Yeah, if I there was some... a test, I would have passed. Dude, that's great. You got to make sure. I love that. <laughs> I passed. Yeah, that's all that matters. <clears throat> Jay's been there awesome. for every episode. And I don't remember over half of them. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't either. It moves by fast, though. It really does. So how long have you guys been a show? Just a little over when a year. When did you guys start? A, a year and like three weeks now. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the official first recording was November 11th. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I thought I heard something. but I was thinking that. Yeah. I thought I was having a stroke. been watching <laughs> okay. a lot of Stranger Things, so I was like, maybe it's the Russians. The Russians. <laughs> I number took my stations. headphone off for a minute like, nope. Oh, they weren't getting in my headphones. I, he's blocking it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. DA approved. <laughs> what, what was the question? I don't even remember. Uh how long you guys have been? How long oh. you've been podcasting? Yeah, so like Jay said, a year and like a year and three weeks. November eleventh, I think, was our first recording session ever. So literally, we had recorded the first episode right when we, right before we went down to to Crypticon, as just as just you know going to hang out. Right, 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 right. right. And, okay, yeah, telling everybody like, yeah, we have a podcast. <laughs> Don't have any episodes out. Doesn't exist. Right. So how long from fake until you make it? How yep. long from that we have a podcast to getting that first episode? Or did you have a first episode? So we had recorded it right before Crypticon. I actually think it came out that week. So I think there was an episode out. But okay. Was, okay. It was rough. Let's just put it that it was way. With and so that's twenty dollar microphone oh, in our friend's kitchen with German <laughs> shepherds running around barking. <laughs> oh. The audio was horrible. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> so we sat out in the cold last night with our thermal imager, and we scared the hell out of a possum. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We could see something, so we put. I won't say what we put out. There was something that was desirable out in the middle of this forest for some reason. I don't know who did it or what, and we could see something coming up. And messing with the pile. And we're like, oh, is that a Bigfoot's hand? <laughs> so we run down there, and it's a freaking possum pulling off the pile. That's awesome. And he's just looking at us like, how the hell did you guys know? How did you know we were here? We were up top of this ridge. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, about a year and three weeks. Mm-hmm. So whose idea? How did you guys get together? How did you guys oh, This is Jay's up? favorite story. Okay. Well, we've known each other for I don't know how many years. Forever. Now. I mean, I mean, pretty much growing yeah. up. Our, our grandpas small town. were very close friends. That is true. Very our grandpas cool. were like best friends, which is that's so weird cool. coming around. My mom actually spray painted. I was going to say that his grandpa's the side of his car. Um, <laughs> she did with black spray paint. So, Mike, real quick, Grandpa Ray just passed this year. Uh, he was a great fan of the podcast. He was a professional painter. He still has cars that he painted. They're out there still winning car shows. Wow. wow. So this is not just you spray like somebody spray painting your car. Right. So when my mom was a little girl, she wrote he used to give her rides in the town and she wrote Ray's taxi service on the side. Oh my in black God. spray paint. <laughs> on a on a car's paint the paint on it alone in like that in the what the eight the seventies? Probably. I don't uh, I don't it know. It was that. like five or six grand in paint. I just know uh and he left God. it. Yeah, she, she was probably the only person that could have got away. Oh yeah, with it. oh yeah. He absolutely. was just like oh, Okay, Vicky. Yeah, <laughs> that's but crazy. so we but we didn't know each other really growing no, up. No, no, because we're I mean, uh, you graduate. We graduated probably six years apart from mm-hmm. high school. But uh, but so I work at a bowling alley, and Justin's comes in quite often for euchre night, partakes okay. in some best drinks. bar in town. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so one night I was bartending, and we've talked from time to time, you know about whatever. But then one night Justin approaches me as I'm bartending and just says. Do you believe in Bigfoot? 
aggressively. I was yeah. belligerent. He was come over here. Come over here few right drinks, now. Few yeah, drinks. A in few drinks. Yeah. A few. Yeah. A few. Yeah. He was. Yeah. So he pu- fingers me over there. Like you get over here now. I'm like, uh oh, what I do? And he's like, Do you believe in Bigfoot? Oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> and then so we started a Bigfoot group, Hardin County Bigfoot Society. Okay. So we're he just had the idea of let's gather around. Get people in town. Just let's just talk about it. He would he printed up newsletters for each. I had very each. nice stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was prepped. Like he had this idea in his mind for a long time. Just finally, in a drunken stupor, it forced its way out, and <laughs> and it did. So we formed this. Just going to meet once a month. Let's discuss Bigfoot with whoever in town wants to join us. So our first meeting, we had us two, Emily, and two other people. Yeah. So it was us five. That just that was the start of it, and that's about as big as it got. Well, and then it got smaller a lot quicker. the other two guys other than your wife it just was scheduling like it just wasn't working it wasn't anything against anybody yeah Yeah, Yeah, it just wasn't working it was just you know well and it's tough for something like that that's just an interest to say we're gonna be yeah yeah and doing anything as you get older gets difficult yeah so we just kind of we just just talked about it and that's what birthed the idea of justin's like well you know we should just go out because we wanted to plan on doing like a bigfoot you know excursions and stuff and yeah, see if yeah. we can bring people along just have fun field yeah and do it and bring people with us in yes. the group to do it and he's like well we should record like pot talk about it and then start a podcast and just talk about what we what we're doing i was like well that sounds like fun i've never done a podcast well sure why not let's just do it so he went out and bought yeah the 20 dollar mic it was a hundred dollar kit you can get on amazon they still sell it and it had a recording board all your cables and a mic it is not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but it got us our start. No, it did. Now, I will I will give it that credit. It's, it was enough to be like, okay, well, I guess this is equipment. Well, we have a podcast now. Yeah, yeah so, it's just, so we could officially audio. say it. It's like it. anything yeah, else. We recorded yeah. audio. Yep. You know, drink wine. You start off, it doesn't matter what kind of wine it is. You're like, that's terrible. As you go, it's just wine's wine. Yeah, you don't know what you know, you know, until you get there and start going, okay, that was terrible in retrospect. I had this giant box over the first six months. So our first six months was just, our first six months was rough. We got better stuff, but we had this whole big box. Which was like nine, like less than seven months ago. I know. Because it's, but that last six months has been a whole different experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, it was just like, I had this whole big box of audio cables. I didn't know what any of them did. We were buying stuff that wasn't compatible with the other stuff we had because right. we didn't understand anything. Right. Yeah, yeah. So finally, uh, we just started going through, okay, this is what these words mean. <laughs> this is what, like, uh, and finally we got stuff that, like, I remember we put a bunch of money together. Not a small sum of money. Right. Went over yeah. to a company called Sweetwater. Love them. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because I'm just like, here's this sum of money. I want a complete, nice <laughs> podcasting kit. Yeah. Everything, mics, board, computer. I want it all. This sum of money, I want it all to work. I'm tired of buying stuff that's not compatible right. with this and, other crap and we own. Blowing right. out two mics that yeah. you just got. Oh my gosh! Forgot about didn't that. Didn't know what you? Phantom Power was. Oh yeah. Right, right. So I had yeah, I blew out things. these mics that didn't need power. Uh huh. I sent electricity to them. I'm like <laughs> these stupid mics don't work. Yeah, because I freaking fried them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. Two in a row. Mista- two back to back. <laughs> Mistakes were made, but that's how you learn. That's how you learn. So that was nice. Uh, and then, yeah, so after that. Well, oh, I was going to say, like, that's I didn't know Justin had a Bigfoot experience. I didn't know he had extensive oh, interest in, in Bigfoot or just cryptids in general. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a very long story. 
Well, yeah, well we got time. I know. We can, <laughs> we can get the we can get the quick version. We, we can get yeah. But I found that out during one of our Hardin County Bigfoot Society meetings. That's when I found out. I'm like, oh, like this is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. And so it definitely helped. That helped. Uh, just him telling that story. Yeah. Kind of icebreaker. And then that's when I went over to his house and seen his plethora of books and everything of just everywhere. Bigfoot track cast. Bigfoot. Uh, like a psychopath. <laughs> pictures all over the walls, just cryptid stuff, you know. And uh, like yeah. I, I didn't know this side of him before. You ever were living doing it, it and breathing it even before the show. For what? So after I had my Bigfoot encounter, I was 17. Okay. Uh, my dad and my brother both had the same encounters. Uh, all of our family had experiences. We didn't talk about it for five years. Outside of Ada. Yeah. Around Ada. Hardin County Line. Allen Hardin Line. Okay. Uh, County Road 60. There you guys go. Find it. <laughs> go bug. You're gonna get, if anybody goes out there, you'll get shot, just so you know. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, 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 not going there. <laughs> it's not <laughs> worth it. There's, no, there's not a Bigfoot out there right now. I, we had a very, I feel we had a very special situation. But uh, uh, we even discussed on the way down here more factors that could have led to the reason oh why gosh. he was there. But anyways, go on. I don't even remember what I was saying. See, that's why we don't do anything live. We cut this all out. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. all good. It's the fun I think we were, we were digging on Yeah. how'd you meet, how'd you get started. Now, I so you started the, the Bigfoot meetup discussion society, group yes. society. Yes. That <laughs> fell apart, uh, not due to anybody's fault. And okay. we were still sitting. So we're like, you know, like Jay said, you know, might as well set a mic down. Uh, Always. Yeah. We really, I think episode three. It was the Frogman, the Loveland Frogman. Yeah, okay. baby. Was when we actually found what we wanted to do with the podcast. Your, your kind of the your format. style your and yeah. format. Yeah, because yeah. we wanted to just discuss our excursions. Because you guys like are research based, like heavily research based, where you go we in, you, you dig in. Yeah, you were saying about sixteen hours a week or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so we do three shows at On least. Just research. Yeah, so between all three, the scripts and the research for those is probably about sixteen hours. And he's just nuts. He's just nuts. Jay does about 22 seconds a week. Maybe. That's pushing it. <laughs> I think you would agree. I don't – I'm, I'm just like – we did, We tag-teamed the Giants <laughs> The Giants episode. I think we were both uh, – as far as, like, the research went, I'm more of like I, – I did a lot more of, like, the script writing and kind of organizational stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, Giants, I mean, we sat down a couple a, a bunch of nights and banged through books and – yeah. Got sites and you yeah. know try to make it. We had a lot of great images that we were really trying to pull in and yeah. some stuff like that. Um, but you know, Bub and I have known each other since kindergarten, mm-hmm. so we've been like super thick of thieves as thieves for forever, long time. Um, and uh, I kind of always thought um, that Bub and I would just travel around the world and, and do like a paranormal show together. Like that was always kind of. Like Sign we were, me up. when we were kids, because yeah. we were we had the same interest: UFOs, cryptids, uh, you know, paranormal in general, uh, conspiracies. We, you know, kind of bonded over that, and and um, uh, but good stories, yeah, right? you know, good mm-hmm. campfire stories, yeah. good scary stories. Oh whatever. yeah, jeez, man, yeah, stuff that you just don't get out of your head. Yeah, you know, I still remember so many stories from being a kid of like, yeah, I can't believe that, and then you get older and you start to have your own experiences or, or run into people that have and you're starting to go okay and it, i don't know just having somebody kind of tap you when you when you're old enough and kind of hey you need to look this way yeah mm-hmm. you know not not like anything super concrete but just kind of open your eyes a little bit more and then yeah we just 
feed each other or have over the years yeah. of like have you read this have you read, you know mm-hmm. and just naturally over time it's like that's yeah what most of our discussions would turn into i would have to actually screen his calls from time to time because like depending on <laughs> where i was going or what I'd i would get do obsessed about i knew it was gonna be like man this things. might be a three hour like oh, I've, yeah. never, I've never gotten obsessed about anything, have I? <laughs> oh never yeah it was it was you've gotten so many weird calls where i just scream at you <laughs> weird text screaming yep I mean, even before really, like I got into video production. Yeah. Like, my main interests are paranormal, spirituality. There's, uh, you know, uh, UFOs, cryptids, uh, and and I always thought like using getting into video production, which I kind of got in the game late uh, to the game, and and went back to school pretty much when I was in my 30s to study film video, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then through that process, met Stoner and Ron and uh, the guys over at, uh, we all worked at Promo West here in town, the uh, uh, concert production company. So that's how I met Stone and uh, and those guys. And we really clicked uh, shooting concerts and festivals. Mm-hmm. And so it was never my goal to like be the best concert video production specialist or even the best uh you know doing video production getting in my foot in the door to learn but really doing this was always my ultimate goal not necessarily a podcast but creating content and pursuing things that i'm passionate about and interested in and video is kind of like a vehicle for me to to explore and then like i said i always kind of pictured him as my you know wingman in, in that journey so ever since uh, he's had a camera but even before this you might not have known what to do with it but you were always filming stuff. oh yeah yeah like my mom's old uh what was it uh, protest wall street or what was the yeah all I of mean, that going on down i mean yeah. if there was something was going on mike you was there banging my head against the wall or go meet somebody that yeah. had a story or i mean <laughs> you've been collecting for a while and yeah I, I think you were always going down that path because again it's just like as a kid, even that's all I wanted from people. Like, just tell me. Good. I hate to say it, but like, yeah, if you interested were, in stories, yeah, if mm-hmm. you had something unique to talk about or something crazy or off the wall, whatever it is, it could be anything. But as I've gotten older and just again, kind of like, yeah, we know what we know, but there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of uh, um, contempt and thinking that we have it all locked down and that we really understand everything. Right. right. Like that's where I'm at. Yeah. Like just. I have a I have a sound bit for Jay saying screaming we know nothing, <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true. It's yeah. pretty much I mean, true. once I mean, you really go deep deep into one thing, right? You're just like, how like for example, like our one of our big Kyle and myself and and Bub too, so like kind of bringing them into the world of ancient civilizations, lost civilization, lost technology, weird out of place artifacts. Mm-hmm. Because the conspiracy stuff and a lot of that got me so burnt out and just mentally drained that I really started going deep into spiritual technology, spirituality, uh, trying to understand myself. And then through that process, like understanding uh, how the pyramids are built, this these technologies that, you know, once you start going down that, then it, it really opens up. It's like everything is really connected. Everything. Like all of these subjects that I've had, it, the ancient civilization stuff kind of tied everything together. Mm-hmm. All the things I was into when I was a kid and in high school and when, in my 20s, it really does tie everything, all of my passions and interests together because it is magical, paranormal shit. Mm-hmm. And, and. 
so you know in 2020 really this was our our uh, pandemic project the shutdown so you know we didn't have creative outlet all the concerts the festivals everything went away so we decided to you know we've been wanting to kind of instead of being a loose band of freelancers we really needed a company to do bigger events Mm -hmm. and to do bigger projects so that's when the strange road the company was created to you know be able to number one start the podcast and that brand but also have a company where we could produce virtual events live streams and and kind of take all those skills we learned together separately um, at times together, but um, and kind of bringing it under this umbrella and trying to build an arc to just allow us to explore weird shit. Exactly. Like, pretty much. Yeah. I, you know. Well, and not only that, like, you know, a couple of years back when you guys landed DOD, uh, Dimensions of Disclosure, mm-hmm. they did the live stream production for that out in California, which was basically like a mini ancient aliens slash ufology conference for the weekend. I mean, it was... It's like Contact in the Desert. It was, a little bit smaller version of Contact in the Desert. It okay. Was pretty so, big, though. I mean, and it, it, yeah. there were a couple guys from Ancient Aliens. We were David Wilcock, filming. Corey David Good. Wilcock. Yep. Yeah. I know those guys. Um, hung out with, hung out with a few of them. They're Jay's wheelhouse. Doing yeah. some, you know, some... Uh, Corey I went Goods. along and just helped out yeah. doing, like, odds and end stuff, because, again, I have no... Bubba's was our PA. He killed yeah. it, too. It was a fun time, but, like, doing that, you know, and then seeing... What I've always thought, too, is like I was telling you earlier before we started the show, I was talking about John Keel and trying to find good video audio of, like, talks and conferences, Darren, et cetera. Yeah. It's not there. Mm-hmm. I don't, they they might was, put up a camera, but I'm like, this oh, is such valuable stuff, though. Like, I mean. You could, you've seen how garbage yeah, our video is. Yeah. What? No, 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 no. no, no so you're no, already no, saying, no. yeah. No, no. But, you know, go, like, try to go to. You already to, said yes. No. Like a gr- it always bothered me because you go to like go to Graham Hancock like back in the day even like now it's getting a lot better yeah but go try to find five four or five years ago a good video of a Graham Hancock presentation no I agree that where, the, where they're not they're not accurate. shooting yeah. the screen mm-hmm. he's in front of a projector and you're shooting the screen mm-hmm. instead of bringing it in digitally and having that slide deck integrated yeah. with lower thir- a broadcast quality show so we got kind of obsessed with like wanting to take over that alternative uh conference live stream and, and and av world where we can take help these conferences kind of up their game and yeah and because if i don't want to go to sweden pay, and then it's paid in sweden, live streams but mm-hmm. somebody can put on a live stream and i can watch that yeah because i can't find that on youtube there's no good yeah. clips right. of this there's no good documentaries anymore that i can find that have this you know i mean i would love to see stuff and, like that so and she tried to do a live stream the year before and it just absolutely failed mm-hmm. yeah. they tried to do it themselves not realizing like you got to sit there and babysit those cameras mm-hmm. you got to babysit that stream you got to take it you know have something to roll to after the the conference the speaker's done and in between it's work they're switching over like yeah. you can't just yeah. casually run a live stream and a video production <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know we shot this um little tribalize event and live streamed a bunch of these sessions at this uh place in, in loveland colorado um and uh the couple weeks later dimensions as disclosure their event was there and the av guy there was like hey you need to call these guys from columbus like mm-hmm. they can really really help you with next year's live stream because he's like dude it was horrible yeah like you guys really need to help it i'm gonna give her your number 
So she con the uh, Adrian Youngblood contacted us, and then it took probably six. I mean, we had twelve guys. We traveled from Ohio out there, and put on a beautiful three day live stream. Ron Stone, they they executed it beautifully. It, it was fantastic. Got a lot of eyes, and then we just kind of thought we're gonna take this shit over this alternative conference would have been great yeah because i get to go we do got what into, i want mm-hmm. yeah. listen to all of the stuff I and want we to got hear. to interview all those guys david oh, awesome. wilcock Corey good david that's how we met david lone bear Pass and clifford, clifford Mahoudi. yeah so those videos that you see on our youtube page two of those are from dimensions of disclosure we had a little room set up we did uh interview there was a set lot up. going on um there were a lot of different rooms <clears> with different speakers at different times and then they're in another room filming a documentary and is all happening at Editing one time in a hotel and feeding it on back the beach. into the show. <laughs> like, That's awesome. It was fun. It was really cool. It, it But then COVID happened. Very random. Boom. Bam. Killed it all. It just all Done. went away. Done. Mm-hmm. All the concerts, the fest, the fun shit yeah. we were like really primed up to do because our whole model was let's get in with these conferences and then on the side we're shooting interviews for your own content. For yeah. our content. Mm-hmm. So that was like really the pilot for a lot of the stuff that we're still trying to do now Mm -hmm. uh you know we have clients our business on the production side of things started taking off and you know about mid 2020 when the summer started coming and work started coming back um so you know this has been a project for over two years now like to get the studio kind of where it is and it looks great um, yeah it looks awesome Hey, but, as long as you keep working at it. But this is what we did this Absolutely. for. We want to have guys like you come in and hang out and provide like a safe, dope space to just get in deep. Well, what do, do we, what we like talk, to do, which is talk, talk about, to people. You lured and, us in here with beer first off. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> we had them set up in the hallway. Several, there were several yeah. texts. little trail. They were just kind of hitting at <laughs> cider being here. That's oh, great. yeah. Well, we saw the pile of ciders in front of <laughs> in front of y'all at, at uh, the Crypticon. hotel bar at CryptidCon. Um, but you know, it's Jen's fault. <laughs> yeah, it is Jen's fault. There you go. If she's yeah. watching this because they they commented on it earlier that they might come and watch. Nice, Jen. Cool. It's your fault. We got some because it was horrible. Because <laughs> shout out to Jen. <laughs> she's Cheers. one of your still your drinking since Patreon. Yeah, thank you. No, members? just or just, met, uh, just uh, hanging overall out. fan. Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah, Crypticon was crazy. I I have a history at conferences. In what way? Of not remembering them. Getting extreme. Oh, hello. <laughs> he just likes moonshine. Yeah. And so cider. I don't drink or it or at whiskey. Home. Yeah. Oh, cider I drink at home. I don't drink moonshine at home. Moonshine specifically gets you fired up for conferences. Yeah. I I don't get like wild as in bad wild, but I get no. loud. Yeah. Loud. Yep. And yep. I start yeah. screaming that jellyfish are in the skies and. It just—it's <laughs> the same stuff we talk about. I just get louder with it. <laughs> yeah, a little more aggressive with it. Yeah. Not in a bad way, aggressive. No, no, no. Just I don't. I'm not. I'm definitely louder. not a mean drunk. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, not, not at, at all. all. Not I'm, at I'm all. I'm a pile of jelly. You can put yeah. it away, and it's sh- <laughs> shocking how much you can put it away, and just be fine. Still conscious. <laughs> what? No, there's st- still coherent thoughts. But when you're ready to go, you're done. Yeah, there's a, always you, that one beer that tips me over. Yep, and and you know, <laughs> you know, because he's out of there. He'll That's be talking awesome. 100 miles a minute, uh, and then he's just gone. Oh, I can't see my hand anymore. He's yeah, in bed. Time to lay down. <laughs> yeah, in bed snoring. I do the hand test. Uh, some it. people have seen me do it. Where I just, you know, I look at my hand. I'm like, can I see my fingers? <laughs> All right, can't. It's time to lay down. <laughs> and then I'll be up at 
5 a.m. Oh, gosh. I am. I'm up. I'm always the first one up. Yep. And Grandpa yep. Ray taught me that a long time ago. If you can be a man at the, in the night, you got to be a man in the morning. That's a great That's a great way to live, man. That's so a great. I am not a morning person. But <laughs> neither am I, but if you party hard and you have to do something in the morning, if you, you get don't up, back off well, that. Get that, that out I of your can system. agree with. Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely. just saying I don't do it as a – like if it's Saturday and I get – Get a little too <laughs> far off into the tequila wonderland. Mm-hmm. I'm not waking up Sunday at five just to wake up. Well, yeah, it's more because we're at the conferences and stuff like that. Like we have to that have I our can, booth set up at six, and that I can get down. Yes, yes, yes. I got a funny conference story for you. If you guys want to hear it? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Our first conference ever was Ohio Big, but OBC. Uh, hi, Sparky. He's got runs it. Um, it is crazy. Ohio Bigfoot Conference is one of the best conferences in this country. Yeah, for sure. In the country. A-list speakers, great people run it, and the camaraderie run the whole event. Like, we go there from mm-hmm. Thursday, and we stay till Monday. Okay. Because we have – there's so many great people involved mm-hmm. that, like, we have people – like, friends coming in from, like, way, way out of state and stuff that will hang oh, out. Oh, it's big. Yeah. Uh, 11,000 people, I think, is what they did this year, something like there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – See, I would love to reach out to them, and, and that's one uh, – somebody – we've been tr- – we've tried to get a hold of them in the past to just help out. You know, yeah, and it's right near. It's very, very close. So what they oh, used yeah. to do, so <clears throat> it's famous for selling out in like thirty seconds. Yeah, and it does every year. It does uh, for the speakers. Anybody can go to the main event where you can see. You know, you can come hang out with us. You can go. You know, but to see the speakers, there's only like a hundred seats. Okay, and so there's people that like hover over this like a hawk. Wow. Waiting. Just but they click. used to have this right giant they conference go center All bad. where you wow. could pay $5 to watch the speakers on videos. And they stopped doing that a while ago. I don't know why. Because there was so much overflow. Yeah. But I, I don't know the reasonings yeah. behind anything. I don't know. If yeah. We actually talked to Jeff from CryptidCon about that. Uh, oh. I introduced yeah. myself yeah. to Jeff towards the end of the event. It's like, hey, you know, we're, we'd love to be a uh, more involved sponsor if you guys – uh, needed anything on like the AV side? Like, how can we help you kind of up the level of what in the in the conference mm-hmm. room? Um, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I would love to have some help with that. That'd be great. Um, but he was talking about doing an overflow room where just having like it a TV. Yeah. yeah, especially uh, oh, those, even this. those Cryptic, sides of yeah. events. Yeah, 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 for sure. Even this was this last one was difficult. Yeah, I mean, we would go early to get to a seat because we're right. Like, it depends on the speaker man. heavily, you know. By the way, able... Micah Hanks, wow! I yeah. saw that one. That's the one I sat Dude, in. Dude, Micah's uh, the man. That was great. I would love Micah Hanks. If you're out there, I know we're a little that was, show. That was you're a, a great, busy man, but well, you're also speech. talking on our show right now, so maybe. Yes, yes, absolutely. Email uh, we... below. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, his his presentation was great. Mm-hmm. But uh, so how Bigfoot? They have this great thing. That's the the funnest part of the conference in my my mind for everything with the how bigfoot is the after party okay and it's not like a party party it's they set up a giant bonfire with a ton oh, of chairs nice. and we all go sit out and hang out in the woods together mm-hmm. right behind the facility and it's super nice That's and people perfect. start sharing bigfoot stories uh i ran it for well i kind of forced myself to take control <laughs> of it for a little bit because i brought out a bunch of stuff to give away and stuff like that yeah there was kids and stuff so i was like all right kids whoever does the best bigfoot how gets a prize 
So we had like a bunch of kids doing a Bigfoot howl and stuff like that. I gave them all a prize. You know, they they all got the same prize. Yeah. But and then we th- were throwing T-shirts out and stuff like that. You know, and then the talking moon, Bigfoot stories. The moonshine took over. <laughs> well, okay. So I here's how I pace now. myself. The liquor's at those in control. I don't bring beer or I don't bring cider. Yeah, yeah. I only bring me a jar of moonshine when it's gone. It's gone. That's I it. drank enough. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with Ohio Bigfoot Conference is this lady people. comes up. It's like. Midnight. Okay, we're like, okay, we're wrapping up. We're talking with Eric from Uncomfortable, Joel Thomas from Killer Mockingbirds. And we're like, all right, we're starting to wrap up. We're out of whiskey. We're out of moonshine. This lady comes walking up with this giant pull behind cooler. We're like, okay, she's got beer. And then she starts handing out these, oh, no. uh, about like this candle right here. Glass okay. jars. Oh. Jars of clear liquid. <laughs> clear liquid. To everybody. Everybody gets their own jar. Oh. And I, we're all like, oh, what's this? And she's like, I won't say the name because of this. Yeah, yeah. Moonshine that my brother made us. <sighs> Homemade shine. Yeah, yeah. And it tasted so bad. <laughs> Turpentine. It's so good. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Like real, yeah, white real, lightning. Real, white real lightning. moonshine. It was white lightning. It tastes yeah. like burnt corn and fried hair. <laughs> so you knew it was good stuff. So we do this. And I st- I'm like, huh. Well, that was a small bottle. Uh, that's a problem. I drank it all, like instantly. He can drink moonshine like it's water. Like it's water. Doesn't matter what kind it is. So we end up finally going to bed. Exposed to drinking moonshine potentially. <sighs> yes. Yeah. It's in your it's in your genes. Then. I cannot. Yeah. I took one sip no, of this wine punch moonshine. I and, can't. Good. But yeah. there's a bunch of liquor I if I touch, I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I can't I can't drink See, it. See, I can drink tequila. Mm-hmm. Tequila, I'm good. Our room was the bottom floor and the closest to the fire, and our door opened up basically to the fire. So I'm like, I only gotta crawl. There. I can can see the room. (laughs) I can see the room. So we crawl there. It is like... (laughs) Like, are we talking army crawl? At the end, yeah. (laughs) Dragging lawn chairs back. We brought a bunch of lawn chairs out for people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we're like... (laughs) Dragging these freaking chairs back. So it's like 2.30. We we haven't set up yet. Because it's just how it was happening. There was some confusion with set up and stuff like that. So it was a little funky. So we're like, we we got to be set up by 7. You know, people start coming at 7, so we got to be out there at 6. Well, I, I go to bed, and if I can sleep like an hour, I'll walk it off. It starts pouring outside, and I love rain. Yeah. And we have this nice little covered balcony. So I wake up. It's like 530. It's pitch black outside, and I just hear the rain pouring. Just pelting down. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to wake these two up, because my wife's in bed with me, and then Jay's in the bed next to us. So... I'm like, I'm not going to go wake these guys up. I'm just going to go sit outside. I'll go get a coffee in a minute. I'm just going to relax and let yeah. these guys wake up. I open the sliding door. Crystal clear sky. It's not raining. I turn around, and I don't have my glasses on. I'm pretty much blind without my glasses. I turn around. The whole ceiling is pouring water into our room. Oh, my God. Like a, You had like a, a wa- No, a waterfall. Oh, my not God. Not like, oh, like water. And we have our, we just bought. This like three grand of podcasting stuff. What we were talking about earlier when we yeah, got right, all of our right, new. We right. bought it the week before. Oof. We had it all out on the table because we recorded an episode then oh before God. we started drinking. Oh man! And I scream at the top of my lungs, Jay, grab this stuff. He wakes up and he just doesn't know what's happening, and I'm just throwing podcast equipment across the room. Just, just I'm like at least if it hits Damn. over there and it breaks, it's not being soaked with water. Yeah. Jay is so doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. He is taking one of my empty mason jars 
and catching water from this <laughs> waterfall and trying to dump it into the sink like it's doing something. Wait, it wasn't raining out? No. There was a leak above us. A, a fountain of water was in the room. It was coming But I didn't have my glasses on. So I heard rain pelting. Oh I assumed God. it was outside. Right. I couldn't see a, it. It's going to be a lovely morning. Sit out there with your cup of coffee. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So we're sc- I'm screaming. Uh, so finally, no, thank God nothing got broken. The maintenance guy was down there in like he's a half fat. a second. Yeah, he's down there fast. Yeah, he was a super nice maintenance guy. And he's banging on everybody's doors. So the problem with Ohio Bigfoot coverage is it's in the lodge. It's all cement floors on all the levels. Mm-hmm. And it's all tilted downhill to us. Oh, Jesus. So it could have been any room on the second or third floor. Oh, okay. oh wow. So we're the last room, so that's right. where the floor ends. It's, all com- it's accumulating yes. right above your room. So the poor guy, he was great. But he's banging on everybody's door, waking everybody up. Because like, it's somebody's bathtub is what it was. Oh, that yeah. flooded. God. So the next morning, I'm sitting outside. And I'm late. I'm watching all these balconies. And I'm yelling at everybody. <laughs> I'm like, did you effing drown us? <laughs> Would you effing drowned us? Just pointing and screaming at these people. Everybody thought it was funny. <laughs> I was throwing stuff. We have buddies there. We had other podcasts we knew there and stuff like that. I'm yeah, throwing awesome. stuff at their balconies. That's awesome. It was a rude awakening that morning. Oh, my God. He's oh, yelling. Dude. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. I just want to go back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you snapped me up out of a dead sleep. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to My bed's you. all wet. Trying was, to catch it in this jar. It was, that was the funniest thing. Is Jay's brain is not on, and he's trying to catch this little jar. Like this, it's like it's like that jar. This waterfall coming out of the ceiling, like it's doing something. It was. God. It was. And he's dumping it in the sink, uh. and I remember screaming at him, like, "Put the jar down!" Yeah. Oh, okay, dude. When we all go out together, something weird always happens to us. Like we're always in the middle of some drama or situation, whether it be after like shooting a show. Or at Dimensions of Disclosure that time. Fire alarm when going we had off been, at the you know, Airbnb. We're in California. We're in a legal recreational a state. Yeah. And, uh-huh. you know, may have been partaking all day and all night on the back. We had an Airbnb and a patio. And we were up just working on graphics and oh, prepping God. for basically the setup the next day. And, and we just, we all... Cody, myself, Cody is uh, Kyle's younger brother, okay. uh, uh, little stoner, and you just hear, like somebody peeling out on the, a loud Harley motorcycle, I mean, right behind our Airbnb. I was trying to go to sleep, and, and I you thought just the neighbor squealing was really mad tires, at us. and then, weird, crashes, this huge crash, and then silence. And there's nothing. And then you just hear, oh, man. Oh, man. What have I done? What have I done? What have I That's done? That's not what you want to be here yelling at the you night. dumbass. <laughs> this guy yelling at no, himself. No, no. In, in like a in this, like Oh, a God. Like anguish. Oh, why? God. Why? God. And then eventually it got to the point where he's like, why, God? Why? <laughs> So we're just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Somebody back. He's like, I'm hurt. But you can't. This guy's yelling. We're like, go from this what do we do? And get to the next property. It's in California. They're all cemented walls. walls mm. in between oh, so it's you can't even do You have to go around the entire and block these huge arbor right bodies. You know, arbor yeah. body bushes like uh, hedgings. Yeah, huge, huge bushes. We're like, even if you got over the wall, like to get across those arbor bodies. So Bub being a nurse. I go run into his room like, dude, dude, wake up. I think some dude's fucking dying <laughs> yeah. in the backyard. 
So Bob's like, ah. I think I went down the road and just a pair of pants. No shoes, pair of pants, no shirt. And just just we're like climbing up over this wall, realizing that we can't get over the wall. So we take off through the front, and Cody and Stone, we're all like, I'm calling 911. And then Bub's like trying to run all the way around. I gave up halfway. So finally, I get on the phone with 911, and this lady's like, Oh, sir. I was like, Yeah, you know, we just heard this huge motorcycle crash. I don't know what's going on. Some guy's hurt. I don't have no clue what's behind us. Oh, sir, you must be talking about the gentleman that wrecked his motorcycle at the Motel 6. I was like, oh, there's a Motel 6 behind us. Yeah. That makes sense. Because mm. he was in the parking lot and just, like, took off like a bat out of hell. It, and then crashes. And he's just back there. Oh, God, why? <laughs> you dumbass, why? But for, like, 20, 30 minutes. And yeah. 911 the comes. The cops come. And they're just going... Yeah, man, we can't move you. I don't know why. Why are you, why are you just standing there? Why don't you help me? And by know. this time, we're like, okay. He might have been under the bike. Like, the I don't EMT's yeah. coming. Emergency's coming. The cops are there. And we were, di- unfortunately, we were couldn't help dying after a while. laughing. We were, laughing. Yeah. we were just like. Because it, <laughs> it seemed like a comedy sketch. Yeah. And it yeah. was One right of those, like, he's like, windows. why won't you help me? And they're like, because, you know, we got to wait until the can't move you. We can't show <laughs> The hog was on Legally. top of him. Well, no. Yeah. So the, I, the muffler might have been burning oh, his leg. Because yeah. oh, yeah. he was in anguish. Yeah. And I'm like, why it was are wild. we being pulled into this? <laughs> it was right. wild. Like, <laughs> Like I said, that, the time that uh, one of our buddies was making a pizza when we were at an Airbnb. Yeah. And all the toppings fell off. <laughs> when he went to put it in the oven, they all right. fell off and hit the in, bottom, right? Yeah, in the and bottom. They put it in there. Stone. So we're upstairs in this loft, and we just hear him talking to himself downstairs. This is like oh, man. 2 in the morning. We're oh, like, no, man. No, what man. What the hell is he doing down there? Why is he talking to himself? And the next thing you know, it's just smoke and alarms are going off. And we're oh, like, what? He's like, burnt burnt and he's down there like hopping up and down. We're like, so we take off down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, Kyle God, gets stuck in the railing as he's going down, like falls. The alarm at the Airbnb like, is attached to automatically call the fire department. Yeah. So now we're like, okay, great. So the There's going to be a fire truck house. here at 2 Oh, no. And we're I'm at like, Serpent Mound. Stoner answers oh, the no. phone. Yeah. yeah, this is outside of Serpent Mound. It was. We went there for a little, like, it was great. getaway retreat with the crew. And it's like, it was fun. Let's build a big fire. You know, let's get re-centered. Have some laughs. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were just laying down and just like, I was drifting asleep. When all of a sudden smoke just starts bellowing up over the top. So Kyle yeah, answers the phone. <laughs> And the lady's like, so what's going on? He's like, oh, you know, uh, sorry, we just uh, burn a bag of popcorn in the microwave. No big deal. And they're like, freaking brilliant. Like, just came up with it like that. She's like, well, the fire department's like, probably going to come. fire truck out here. You need to go and, and meet him at the end of the lane. So Kyle goes down there for like 25 minutes. Fire department never comes, thank God. Mm, yeah. But it's just like, man. Well, that's kind of a bad thing, too. Yeah, they never came. <laughs> yeah, you could look at it both ways. We're, we're like, hey, we're good. We're I know, like, right in the come. moment you are, but you're like, if we were really in a house that was on fire, <laughs> that would have been problematic. Burnt, that, would have been pro- <laughs> that would have been, uh, would have been an issue. They was must have the just best known. excuse, yeah. like how he came up with that. I was just like, we've stone had, on the spot. I, yeah, it was amazing. We've had some encounters. Yeah, I got one for you before we maybe talk about some cryptid stuff. Yeah. I don't know if Jay knows this one. So this is not something with me and Jay. In my old line of work, when I was, uh, I was a fisheries technician. Which is the easiest way to explain it. I was a fishery biologist. Okay. It was, it's words that don't mean anything. Uh, so I shared a, basically a hotel room with this guy 
for four months out of the year for four years. So me and him were very close. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name because this is what he did may not be right. We were in this <laughs> first. We stayed in crappy hotels. What he did may not be right. <laughs> we stayed in really crappy hotels okay. forever. Yeah. Uh, it was a pro- like our company just it was just something that would happen. We finally get in one nice one though. I don't know if you guys ever had like a stay bridge. They're no. like ho- they're like apartments. As like a little kitchenette. And oh everything. Yeah, no, it's yeah. got a whole kitchen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Has a full yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they'll Bring do your laundry on. for you and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like more a, than a week. Mm-hmm. It's they're amazing. temporary housing, almost basically like a sl- hotel. Yeah. Slash. It's uh, so Chicago's full of them because so many people stay there for the week. They'll like rent one for the year, but in the weekend they'll go home, wherever they live in Illinois or Wisconsin or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So they'll work out of them. Sure. So we uh, just through circumstances we got to stay at one, and it was amazing. It was like. We have our own bedrooms. Like, me and him have been in these crappy hotels <laughs> looking like uh, this close to me and Jay. Right. Into After we times. were in waiters for 10 to 15 hours a day, covered in fish slime. <laughs> so we reeked every day, and we had to share a shower. It was just – so it was like, it was like ah, you know, you're in this nice – we had our own bathrooms. And it was like, why do we have our own bathrooms? This is crazy. Spoiled. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. is It had a really fancy uh, – or a really fancy stove. We didn't know how to work. <laughs> Do you ever have those pots that work with the stove surface where they oh, make yeah. an electrical connection and they yeah. heat up like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've never, no. Like an induction. Yeah, st- it's crazy. Yeah. So when you turn, let's say you turn it to eight out of ten. It's instantly. It's eight right now. now. You'll burn like, yourself bad. But if you take the pot off, you touch it, it's not hot. Okay, gotcha. It's super weird. Yeah. Wow. So we had this full kitchen. We're like, we always have to eat this horrible hotel breakfast. We had a food cart. Yeah. So no food breakfast. wasn't an issue normally. But we had to eat to breakfast because of our work schedule. So we're like, we're going to make breakfast. I love cooking. Uh, I do, that's what I do now. So we're going to make breakfast. So it is like 5.30 in the morning. we got to be at the truck at like 6.30. I, we crack some eggs, and we get the pot on it. And I put butter in there, and then I threw the eggs in there. Instantly burnt to the pans. Smoke pouring out of this thing. And I, can't t- I, I took it off, and it's still hot, and I couldn't do nothing. Well, the fire alarm starts going off. And we can't get to shut off. <laughs> and I pour, we poured water on it, and it made it worse. So I don't know if you know this with hotels. Your fire alarm can go off for 90 seconds before the whole building goes off. Oh, wow. So, so we're literally. Stop it. Yeah, we're literally like, it's like, it's like second 82. Zach. Oh, our buddy Z. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He sorry, he's gonna yell at me. <laughs> Reaches up to the fire alarm, bleep, pulls it out, cords and all. Oh damn, like that! <laughs> it stopped, and we're like, "Does that work?" We're sitting there thinking, like, "Okay, it's like it has to be ninety seconds at least." Is it alerted the building? We're like peeking in the hallway. Okay, there's no lights going off. That's hilarious. So. We just said it fell out at the end of the trip. <laughs> it just <laughs> happened. He ripped wires and everything out of it. <laughs> fell. You're done. That saved it, uh, though. <laughs> he went, no more. Because <laughs> we were so stressed. Our boss was a high-stress man. Okay. He was a fine man, but any little hiccups, and he would like melt, have a meltdown. Yeah, yeah. people like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we're like, we can't deal with this. This is 530 in the morning. <laughs> and that, that specific trip had been horrible already. We were in really bad water. Uh, I'm famous... I got really sick because of water. I had Vietnamese lungworms. Ooh. Yeah. So I, we were in bad water. Wow. Uh, so that was just like, we can't. 
we can't let everybody go I outside. I almost feel like that sounds like a cryptid, a Vietnamese lungworm. Right. <laughs> right? Close to death. Christ. Uh, that sounds scary. Huh? So basically, I got him. I got. I I had a hole in my waders, and I got it through my, my foot. And they can work through your bloodstream and stuff like that, but they congregate in your lungs. Uh, and it was right during the start of COVID. So I got really short of breath, coughing. Uh, and I just couldn't move. I was so weak. I go to the doctor. They're like, all right, you have COVID. You're just not testing positive. I'm like, okay. Go home. Another two weeks, I'm not getting any better. I'm so weak, I can't go to the bathroom. Dang. Like, I couldn't make it. So my wife would set up chairs in the hallway. Because I'd have to take a break. Come on. Right. Jeez. Um, 30 feet. Jeez. Um. And back and forth. Back and forth. And so we did this over like eight weeks. And finally, I'm just like, it's not COVID. Like, I'm dying. Something's happening here. Uh, no, I was dying. Yeah. I was. I, I was, bet. Probably. Uh, they were eating everything. I didn't have any I didn't have any power. And then they were clogging my lungs. And I already had lung trouble. So I couldn't. I didn't have anything to spare. How do you clear those? I, so that's part of the story I have to be really careful telling because I already ruined one thing. Uh, workers' comp sucks. For you to get uh, for a parasite to get all that time I was off, all that money I lost, and the bills I was accumulating, for I have to go to the doctor constantly, they need a species identification. And you have to do a test for each one of them. And let's say the test for each one of them is like 100 bucks. So the specialist I was going to was like, here's the problem with this, is that I will find what species this is. Yeah. But there are 4,000 species this could be. And we have to do a test individually for each one of them. So it's basically 100 bucks a, a pop. Jeez. And he's like, we can start with like the first 30, I think, is the most likely culprit from where you were and stuff like that. And he's like, and I won't, yeah. So here's a he's like, or you can go take something else that you just go buy somewhere that has a red label. And you're going to feel like crap for two days. And. Then you're going to feel great. And I, I went, so I didn't do anything with workers' comp. I went and bought my own medicine. Uh, it was sour apple flavored. What? Yeah, I'll tell you off air. Yeah. Jeez. I'm uh, like thoroughly interested at this point. That's And crazy. I did. He was right. I would feel, I was like, I couldn't leave the bathroom. Because I was, my, it, this medicine makes your body identify. So how parasites work is they basically set off all the immunoreactors that say, hey, we're a part of the body. Inf- don't yeah, don't like, attack us. We're, we're with you. Like an right, infection. Right, right. Yeah. It's not sending infection signals. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how tapeworms get along. That's how all these parasites can survive for so long. This drug turns that up to like 10. To like, no, we're going to scan the body real thoroughly. The problem is, is it does get rid of all the parasites, but every imperfection you have, it's probably going to find that too. Mm. And it's not a fun process getting all that out of you. Jesus. Uh, but after that, like two days, I was like, oh, I can, I can actually breathe and I can walk. And Good. But, yeah. That's crazy. So that was, yeah, Vietnamese lungworms, dirty water. Oh. And my, my specialist was like, yeah, I've only ever seen. So why they call them Vietnamese lungworms is because they're not immune to them. Most people are immune to this strain of animal. Uh, the Vietnamese have a genetic, basically a genetic uh, predisposition to be susceptible to this specific species of parasite. Okay. The only other people that get it. Or he's like, I've only ever seen it. People that like work in the sewers every day, all day, forever. So that water was. Well, I, I tested sewer outfalls. Mm. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I am in the yeah, sewer yeah. basically every day, all day. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, gotcha. that that tracks. Damn. Wow. I had so I don't. It's weird stuff with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I breed a lot of weird salamanders and newts and stuff like that, and a lot of them have toxins. Yeah, yeah. So first, I thought I was dying from one of my pets. Right. Uh. 
And I'm like, so I'm telling him, we wrote down every species of animal I had. And he had to go back through, and he's like, okay, it's not the rough-skinned newts. Okay, it's not fire salamanders. Uh, and it was just like, it was a process. That's wild. I'm alive. Thank God. That's why I drink so much. It keeps the parasites out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making our t- my body toxic for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's wild. Uh, so I mean, so give us kind of a layout, I guess, like the ecology of where you guys live. I mean, oh, a great example, real quick, of 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 a story is outside of Lima is the predator Bigfoot that a lot of people have have yeah that so known the about missing four and one and stuff like that yeah so you know so, he was an ONU professor yeah yeah Bruce absolutely McAbee. so that's yeah. what made me yeah. think of some of those stories coming out of the Lima area you guys being right there I mean we grew up what 40 minutes away and yeah uh, mm-hmm. just outside of Salina so yeah we're we're we don't have a lot of big sections of woods it's more just all fields yeah. right. I mean, they're like splotches it's the name we we picked right northwest ohio you know it's known we're corn we're corn everybody right. that's been through it it's the start of the excuse me the true midwest yep yeah it's the start of the true midwest yeah. and the corn belt starts the northwest to north or the northeast ohio or the northwest southeast oh, okay gotcha that's the start of the corn belt and it goes all the way out, you know, Iowa, all that. Uh, specific cryptids, though. The Defiance Dogman is a very unique Dogman case. Right. Not uh, too far from us. About an hour away, maybe. If I mean, maybe. it's not because it's far, because there's no straight way to get there. That's true. Yeah. I mean, literally, <laughs> all those in like the center of Ohio. There's just those zigzag little yeah. one lane, two lane highways. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Ada, going from Ada to Defiance, you take pretty much country roads the whole time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So and you're hitting little towns in between. Yep. But he was seen by rail workers first, and then by a lady and a cop. Uh, big classic werewolf dog man kind of thing. Except he hit people with a two by four. <laughs> that was the one odd story what? from that. It was everybody. Like he would try to attack. He attacked people, but he would take a piece of wood and beat him with it. That was in wow. one, one account. Yeah. But the guy then, heard him behind him. He turned around. And he was holding it and whack. whack. So it's some kind of like conscious being in terms and some, of like some of the witnesses claimed a, that they could see plaid like plaid shirt and stuff on him like buffalo plaid like a dog man yeah with wow. a two by that four that seems like a werewolf right. almost like I'm with you I mean I'm I know that's the point dog. that's why I brought it up together. it's a uh, how many people do you think saw five uh, or how six many encounters okay I think there was two or three separate two or three separate events events yeah but there was never an event that was just one person correct okay Oh, there's always multiple people when he attacked. Yeah, or, or he just would attack somebody, it. and then like somebody was down the street and seen what they thought was a mugger or a mugging happening. Okay, because he's hitting somebody. Yeah. So he attacked a woman, and a cop actually got involved. Dog man in clothes. Partial. Like, Partially clothed. Some of them said they could see remnants of clothing on it. Is this normal for dog men? It seems Not more well, like a werewolf, like that just right? turned in from a human into or a... Or a skin, skinwalker. Or that, or some, uh, some of the people have said, like, it could be from previous victims and stuff like that. Just like it was literally it's hanging off of, yeah, caught up and stuff. Right. But, but the two by the, the two like, by four throws more me dog off. than Big human. Time. If he's got the two by four. Oh, so he could have killed that guy. Yeah. He pretty much knocked him out cold. You know what reason? Like the he other, hit him and dropped it and took off. The other rail worker was like say a hundred feet away and seeing this thing come up behind his buddy, clock him on the head, and then let go and ran. Like it was just it was. Odd one. The whole case so is strange. just and what weird. do those people have to gain to make up something like those? Oh, this was in workers. like the sixties, right? Yeah, was it back then? The seventies or sixties? 
But I mean, Possibly. back that then, was an especially, early you, you could look that. like a kook. For sure. Yeah. Back in the 60s, if it's you're not going to enhance your local image. Right. Especially so, small town Ohio. Now, no, did they get on the no. radio station and tell anybody, uh, tell their story? Or, so, like, the how way, did the story uh, get out? Report. Okay, it was in a pool. Wow. So that's. Because the cop was, one, uh, cop was one of the witnesses. Oh, my God. Basically, police the, officer witnesses. Now, and once again, we did this probably, this is season one, like episode. Shoot, like seven six. or eight. Yeah, yeah. it's so early. early. So long time ago. We're, we're at, like we've done a hundred. We were still learning, like forty then. episodes now. Of, so it were. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, but I believe with the cop one, that was the one. It was attacking a woman. Okay, and then a cop seen it. Like basically, he thought it was a classic mugging. So he's running to stop it, and it's a werewolf, like or a dog man. You know, this big fills out the police report and yeah, it's in public. And record. then there's mm-hmm. actually a, like a PB out for it. And they assumed, I think, I can't remember now, but it was like somebody in a costume is what they were saying. Like, yeah. hey, look up for this crazy guy wearing a costume attacking people. Well, yeah. that's what I was about to ask is, like, if anybody that did witness this, did they say it looked like somebody in a costume? Or they all were like, nope, it definitely was a... There's not much outside of what I basically just said for research. Hmm. Yeah. Because it got shut down pretty quick. That's kind of like our Love and Frog to... episode yeah. of, you know, we just did a little a little chunk of it because it was just like there's not that much information about right. some of these encounters mm-hmm. here in Ohio. It got I mean, buried pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, now, the Minerva monster might be the most well-documented because it was over, like, a whole summer. I mean, there yeah. were, mm-hmm. it was extended. It was pet. Yeah. I mean, they even wrestled with it. Right. Wait, what? Yeah. The, the kids jumped on its back because they thought – Originally, they thought they were they, well, they were on the back of the property. They thought it was a homeless man. Yep. They would leave food out for it. Uh, so basically, they don't want nobody messing with this homeless guy. Uh, and he, they they kind of start like this guy watches the property for us. And this is at the start of the Bigfoot encounters. Okay. Right. Uh, so they don't they haven't seen it yet. So later on, you know, they see it in their yard and stuff like that. Then they know it's not a homeless guy. Right. Mm-hmm. But before that, like they would literally every time they made dinner, they'd go out to the back of the chicken coop because it never messed with the chickens. And they'd leave a plate of food out for him because it's like all right, Ted or whatever. You know, he, he watches Ted. the house. Ted. And uh, there was Ted. basically an abandoned mine shaft back there and an abandoned coal, like, storage place. So okay. there was, like, a little hut back on the backside of this property. Okay. So some of the kids basically went out, and they're like, we're going to go mess with this homeless guy. And they jumped on his – they heard him down below, this kind of, like, clip. They jumped down on his back. Bigfoot threw him off. They're like, okay, that's not a homeless guy. They didn't do anything more. I mean, that was really the end of it, is that Bigfoot ran off, the kids ran off. But the throwing rocks, uh, what was the ant? The ant was oh. famous. That's your favorite part. Yeah, the lady, that she said, like, okay, if this is really, what'd she say? If Basically, she's like, she was saying it was a guy Yeah, on the backside of the property, because this is after they knew it was a Bigfoot. It's a guy, and he's throwing rocks really, really specific. Like, if you are a Bigfoot, hit me in between the eyes with a rock. Because it was playing with the kids. It was just throwing rocks back and forth. It wouldn't hit nobody. It wouldn't do nothing. Whoop. Nailed a right, right in the, right right out in the forehead. Wow. Dave and Goliath stuff. Kind of classic Bigfoot uh, throwing stones. Yeah. You know, when they're really, you hear, when you're in their territory, they'll h- h- toss like big giant boulders. Yeah. But that's kind of your classic Bigfoot of getting things like acorns and to, stuff to thrown move. at you. Yeah. So yeah. that kind of fits the fits the bill. We always talk about it like... If a Bigfoot's throwing something at you, you'll know whether it's playing or whether it's serious. Or whether it means it. Because it can throw something a the size of a yeah, yeah. Boulder, yeah. So if it's just throwing pebbles at you and it's not hitting you, that's on it's, purpose. It's trying to yeah. get your attention. Yeah. Just seeing what you do. I really believe that's more of reactional or even maybe fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's yeah. see what they do. 
Yeah. Let's see what they do. Because I think if it, you're getting like the golf ball size stuff, that's maybe more serious. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If you're getting a basketball size rock being flying or a log flying past your head, yeah, they didn't hit you because they didn't want to hit you. Hit you. Yeah, they wanted to. They, they want. They were very accurate, at least from anecdotal stories. And right, stuff like right, that, right, you know? right. That's everything we pretty much talk about is pretty much. Well, they're human educated guesses. You know, they Same. have range Same. of motion like we do to be able to throw something. They have a grip, a, a big giant hand to be able to grip something and and come back and and put some velocity behind it if they really want to. Oh yeah. yeah. And if they're like throwing stuff and that's a part of their like maybe they throw stuff at each other. Oh, yeah, maybe probably all the time. So I mean, so by the time you're little, you got a cannon. You got a giant Bigfoot cannon. We kind of connect some of the old troll stories in Europe with maybe a Sasquatch like relative and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, for right. sure. I You know what they I used to do? About trolls is they would basically play tag with rocks. <clears throat> that's what, troll stories like they literally that's where they'd say all these stones were from these giant random uh what we'd call maybe over here like a glacial erratic yep like you know? where it drops yeah. out, the glacier but they were saying that the literally it was drops. these uh these big these these trolls that would throw rocks at each other because that's how they played and if you got if your town just happened to be in the middle of a game that was bad news oh jeez <laughs> uh, they I mean, they would decimate towns and churches and stuff like that where you He's going running away yeah, will you grab me one, too? Yep. Yeah, sure. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> sure, whatever you grab me. Whatever you grab me is fine. Too, too hot, Mikey? It's a heated discussion. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, Thank you. I'm going to, well, yeah, I want to ask some questions. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, 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 you're good. Famous for tangents. No, no, you're great. Um, so obviously you have an interest in what you're, t- you know, doing with your podcast and how you got started into that. And I'm assuming you probably had the same kind of exposure as a child, saw movies, read books, had the familiar somebody or other that maybe gave some credence to a story, etc. Mm-hmm. Is that close to accurate or what got you? Mine st- may be exactly opposite of what you just said. Okay. We didn't believe in Bigfoot. I was always going to school. This is my story. You'll, sorry, I always cut Jay off first. He's used to it by now. Do you grab me a drink? Oh, wait. You're good. I'm sorry. You say you want a LaCroix? What? No, grab me something. Whatever. Grab have, right. uh, that bottle of Jameson. Okay, yeah, I get the bottle Thanks, of Jameson. Topo Chico. Hell yeah. That's um, Go ahead, sir. Oh, so I, w- I was always going to be a biologist. I always wanted that. Like, I was, I mean, I was a weird kid. Uh, and. I wanted to work with the like federal biological agency and stuff like that. I ended up doing that. I did make that. Biologists don't believe in Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. For the they um, don't. Believe, like, Dr. Jeff Meldrin is about the only one. It's it's rare. Yeah. <clears throat> and even his, I think his views on Sasquatch can be very limiting too. But that's but he's the only one that's doing real work. Right. I mean, he's right. doing actual amazing work in it. But um, he's kind of famous for like the nothing over eighteen inch track and stuff like that. Yeah. So. We had in 2011 a Bigfoot encounter. And I'll give you the short version because it 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 was over two summers. Uh, we had like first summer, real light stuff was happening. You say just around like Ada, like we you're saying. So my family. Oh, your family. We had okay. a large farm. We had one, and we were a part of one of the biggest woods in Hardin County. Okay. So we actually had some tree cover. So let's say we had 15 acres of pasture and fence and stuff like that, and then we had like 45 acres of this a chunk of woods we owned plus this giant woods that was attached to the stuff we didn't own. 
And you just revealed to me today that there was a fresh spring back there. There's mm. a lot of them. We fell in so one. So how, how many acres in total? I It's hard because it's not – it's like a very – you've seen – everybody at home's maybe not seen it, but right. very zigzaggy woods. But yeah. it's just very wide for a northwest Ohio woods. Yeah. But I'm going to say four or 500 acres. That's a pretty it's, good it's, chunk. I'm, yeah, yeah, The largest yeah. one in our county by a long shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we owned a section of it. Um, we had – so the first year, let's say May to like October, tree stacks in our yard, and we thought it was each other. I have three biological siblings, two adopted siblings. We all had our own farm projects. And tree stacks in Like shapes, fences. In... No, so we'd have like garbage and stuff from the property shoved in piles in random locations around the farm. And it made no sense. And mm. we thought we were screwing with each other. Like, we thought, okay, Luke's screwing with me. Like, made a pile of leaves or branches? or No, like, two-by-fours, buckets. Like, I'm saying, like, randomly, whatever you could pick up walking around a farm, and it was probably in one of these stacks at right. one point. Uh, and that happened all summer. And then I had basically what was uh, a wood-knocking event that was coming at me. The dogs are freaked out. My, uh, my buddy Nick, his dad was our neighbor from, like, kind of – our country neighbor. So we couldn't see his house, but he came, uh, checked the house out. There was knuckle marks, like, eight foot off the ground on the barn where the, the thing was punching the barn. The horses actually broke out. It scared the horses so bad. Wow. Uh, so then, uh, like, October, all stopped. All the weirdness stopped. Go all the way back again to May. I bred competitive chickens. That's going to sound weird. I told you I was a weird kid. Vietnamese lungworms and competitive chickens. 4-H, right? Were you in 4-H? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Our I, buddy raised uh, pigs and yeah. cows and So stuff. I had some chickens Goats. that were worth yeah. $900 yeah, a piece. I bred for yeah, Fancy yeah. Show. Dude, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, There's that's what I'm money. saying. I... So we, but I had $2 chickens, too. <laughs> so <laughs> just <laughs> You got a wide variety of chickens yeah. I got $2 prices. chickens, too. I got $90 chickens. I got $2 chickens. So these some of these chickens are 900 bucks. So they were basically in Fort Knox for chickens with electrified fence, all this stuff, and it's like a house because they they made money. They were they were profitable yeah, yeah. birds, right? Right. Uh, so we Good couldn't genetics. lose if you lost one of these to a raccoon. That's a almost a you know you can lose almost a grand plus the breeding potential. Yeah, yeah. You lose your two dollar chick, it doesn't matter. Right. You, they're going to hatch more out. It doesn't. Right. You know, it's <laughs> not that big a deal. So we had these chickens go missing, and they weren't being killed in the coop. They were being taken. So this this coop had a door, and this gigantic lid. To get to the eggs, you had to be a person to get into this thing. Like, that's the only way you could have done it. Like, there's no – the fence is electrified. Every little nook and cranny, there was electric wire running all the way around it. So let's say a fox tried to get up in one of the corners. Uh, so foxes in the wise of the top of the barns, and raccoons will try to get up in these corners. So we had electric wire running through there. So they, even they stuck their snout in there. You're getting fry them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those chickens are going missing. So we went and bought a monster. We bought a red healer from the Amish. Hmm. Her name was Lucy. She was the devil. <laughs> yeah, Stoner has a blue healer. Yeah, they're evil, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> He's nodding. Yeah. Cuba, what's they have up, a job. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're very focused. So she learned. Yeah. <laughs> so she would, this giant farm we had, she would never go in the woods. She'd walk this edge line constantly. Just patrolling. Yeah. yeah. And she'd killed, like, one day, me and my mom, she'd come up back to the house covered in blood, this dog. Like, oh, gosh, something got the, this dog about dead. Couldn't find a scratch on her. Yeah. Killed two coyotes. Just ripped them apart. Uh, Damn. And everything had to be in the barn at night. She put everybody in. This is kind of a fun story. My mom went to let, open the barn and let everybody out in the morning. A bunch of deer ran out. 
she they had gotten to the pasture, and she she's like, you're in. going in the barn. If you're going to act like a horse, you're going in with put the horses. Put him in the barn with him. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Damn. So Lucy was this monster. But she, well, the problem that would happen is that, oh, so I kind of left out. I'm trying to give the short version of the story. We, My dad installed big stadium lights around the property because we'd work, me and my mom showed horses. So we'd work the horse at night so they wouldn't overheat, that kind of stuff. You know, it's just easier to work an animal. Sure, sure. So they don't get – horses overheat super easy. Yeah. And once they overheat, you know, that's they can die very quickly. Uh, they have a lot of trouble cooling back down. Uh, so we just work them at night. And we had these big horse trails and four-wheeler trails cut into the woods so there'd be no trees. So Lucy would walk around at night. The only problem she'd have is something got wouldn't run all the way into the woods. If it went up a tree on the edge, she'd bark all night. Couldn't take it. Yeah. She thought, you're coming down here and yeah. you're going to be in my either, Yeah, you should have ran into the woods. You should have gone back. Wow. So we'd have to, me and my brother would have to go down and knock him out with baseball bats and club. Like, just because if she didn't kill it, she wasn't going to shut up. Yeah, yeah. So we go down and <clears throat> Lucy's just standing there on the edge barking like she does a bunch of times. And she's looking straight up. And, but the weird thing is she's standing in one of these four wheeler trails. So there's no trees. So that's like, what is it? And then we're, me and Luke are about 30 feet away from Lucy. And I, uh, we both we both stopped by. I said, Luke, stop. These giant chartreuse eyes, three, four inches apart, are looking down at Lucy. Blink real slow. Blink real slow. Blink. And then staring right at me and Luke. Damn. And I was like, we were shaking. And I was like, don't turn your back. Don't <coughs> run. That made it for like 10 feet. And then we, were, we came in the house crying. I was 17 at this point. Right. Uh, Shook you to the core, though. Yeah, so my dad was done. Uh, we, we basically, we'd been on the assumption this was a man the entire time, screwing with us, destroying property. Right. This is a man. So dad gets the gun, and me and Luke stand on the front porch, and he walks down, and Lucy's still standing right in that same spot, barking. Dad's like, you mother effer, you're coming out right now. You've scared my kids. You've tortured us for two Damn. years. We're done with this. I'm going to start shooting in the woods. You know, count one, two, three kind of deal. Nobody came out. Yeah. So dad's like, all right. And dad pointed to the top of the trees and shot instantly, just like 10 feet from him, like a bison was ripping through the woods. Just took Straight off. line. And he fell backwards. He ran up the house. All he would, we would just, all he would say is, oh, it wasn't a man. It, it just, just wasn't a man. Big, something big, like so to make me, that We sound. actually seen the outline. I never seen like any detail, but just monstrous, just, just hulking. And we went back the next day, measures like seven foot tall. We actually end up moving out of that property yeah. uh, that year. Did you uh, ever go back into the woods after that happened and see? No. No. Like, no. I, I mean, like, yeah, no, go we in daylight and Did see the trail or the path if he had, or, you know. So then we didn't talk about this Yeah. for, like, five years. Finding Bigfoot uh, in Mountain Monsters. I know Mountain Monsters Goofy Show. We're actually really good friends with Wild Bill. He's yeah. a trip. He's a trip. He's going right. ice fishing with us in a couple months. Nice. Uh, and that's kind of weird for me as a kid. Or looking back as a kid, like, I didn't know I was going to go fishing with this guy. But, like, those shows, even though being goofy and fun, like, okay, other people see this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a long, the really long way to answer your question is, no, I didn't believe in Bigfoot. I seen Bigfoot, didn't believe in Bigfoot because I wasn't supposed to because of the field I was going into. Right. And then it being a so biologist. You, talking you, about it you had a personal encounter and still tried to deny it. Yeah, just anything. Wow. It was logical. Your logical mind kicks to not supposed to. It. It, but There's now no I did that... a job, or I did endangered species surveys. I looked for animals that we had DNA markers saying, yeah, they're there, and we couldn't find them. So now right, it makes right, more right. sense later right. on, but it's just like, yeah. 
Right, and that's what's always brought up too is like we haven't found one, we haven't brought a body out, etc. Go find a grizzly bear carcass. Exactly the same thing, right? You're not going to find one. Right, a panther, a a tiger. Oh gosh, you're not finding a cat. Right. Mm -mm. Nope. So So this is an intelligent creature. I have a friend that's a big cat biologist. Yeah. And she had a radio, so she darted a cat, mountain lion, had a collar on it, never found the cat again. It has a radio transmitter on it, could never find it again. Because it would never, it would never, let her get close to it again. Wow, ever. Just catch her scent, and, <clears throat> and then finally the battery roller off. Yeah, yeah, gone. That's never wild. found that cat again. That's why. So you have an animal that's smart, it, cat, you know. Yeah. That has a radio transducer on it that tells you it's right there. Yeah. It's right over there. You can't get it. And you it. can't find it because yeah. it doesn't want you to find it. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, and then if you go into the even crazier parts of it with the whole Bruce McAbee and the predator Bigfoot. And I've heard a couple of different stories now, especially from the Merkel podcast, the one where I think it was a guy who was a, Hi, Tony. Uh, one, Hello, Tony. he was like a one percenter biker member. He was a pretty tough guy, right? He was, um, on the run. Right. And so he was hiding out at his girlfriend's father's property. If I remember the story correctly. And they lived in like Southern Indiana, close to Ohio, et cetera. And like it's the wild woods. down there, mm-hmm. Southern Illinois, guy, Southern Indiana, dude. This it's... guy had been going out and digging arrowheads and selling those to make some money. Like you know, there were some mounds around, et cetera. So he's out in the woods one day, and he started seeing the shape. And he's like, "Oh God, they found me! The cops found me!" And he's like, "But it didn't make sense." And the reason it didn't make sense was because he was like, "They sent the biggest hulking." six foot seven eight foot tall guy to come out and find me right like he could see him darting around the yard and he was just like what the so he hit out in the woods for the entire night right and comes back in later and that didn't scare him off that bad yet right he just thought okay i don't know what that was but i guess it wasn't the cops they're not here and then later on like i don't know if it was days later weeks later he's out in the woods and his it became his father-in-law but he said at the time he was like you know there's there's just strange stuff out here it's a little different out here. Like, kind of just framed it that way. You know? yeah. yeah. I've never walked into an area or been in an area like that, but I'm going to take it seriously the next time if it ever happens. Somebody says it to me. And so this guy's out digging his arrowheads again, and he, like, looks off in the woods, and he sees the the predator cloaked. And he's just like, what am I see-? You know, your brain's just struggling to figure out what's going on. And mm-hmm. he said that thing, once it recognized that he saw it, was gone. Just gone. Like, just trees swaying, just gone. That's craziness. And takes off as fat, you know, just unbelievably fast. Yeah. And, you know, like I always just joke that, like, Bigfoot's, like, four-wheel drive. It's like a tank going through the woods at, like, Ferrari speed. Yeah, they yeah. want to. Fast. Like, that one was gone that we had. Yeah. Because. Uh, just uh, their so, stride alone. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah, they're a big animal. It's uh, like, that's one of the benefits of being big. We just did an episode on gigantism. Deeps, and they yeah. uh, Jeeps these gigantisms yep. specifically. But long distance travel is one of the biggest reasons for animals to get big. It's because it's easy. You spend you less calories range. to move farther. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's kind of that sounds kind of weird. Uh, so do you, you think sp- Bigfoot are traveling all over Ohio? We did a whole big moving? episode. Yeah. Of migration districts. Okay. Of the U.S. We broke it down. You think they're just coming from all over? And passing through, I, I think there's zones. Okay, so okay. you're if I'm, you're in this blob, I, you know, no, there's not really shape to them. It's more ge- you know geographical and in f- food source shaped. Right. Uh, right. I, it's not. I these things don't care about the cold. Like right. They, so it, the people get hung up on the word migration, yeah, because they think it means moving from the cold to right. the warm. They do not care. 
It's about available food source. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. The same reason we moved. Sure. You know, when we were more uh, when we were more nomadic species. Yeah. We would move around to follow that food source. Yep. So what's special about Northwest Ohio is almost all of our Bigfoot sightings are in the spring and in the fall for about two weeks each time. Oh. Because they're see, not hanging out. There's no, there's no cover. Through, especially there's Northwest no food. Ohio. I'm talking about Northwest Ohio. Okay. They're mm-hmm. going down to Southern Ohio. Right. Like and then Cambridge, they're coming from Michigan. North of Cambridge. Yeah. Down so to they're Athens. just going through our area seasonally because they're going from one living area to the next living area. We don't have a lot of cover. And we actually know stories. We know people. They're like, yeah, they hang out on our property for like a week every year. We have an apple orchard. So, you know, they'll be here. Leave and, them some treats. Well, that, so they'll go through and pick all the apples, yeah. but, uh, but leave some trees yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah. And they will be picked clean. Wow. Uh, but they're only there for a week. Because have you guys ever thought about camping out through that week? We've, we've worked on it. It's kind of a thing that we've been working on for a couple of years. It's, to see if they would allow you to do it? Or yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Very. Just working on them bit by bit. They Again, don't, yeah. don't want to lose that. They, they have a lot of respect for their sure. Sasquatch. And that's sure. more what they're worried about. A hundred percent, and that's why I I should always kind of preface those things of like first and foremost preserving it, right? Not perverting mm-hmm. those things yes. and being able, yeah. But it's more of just I don't know. It feels like they're on that other. I just just want to know, right? It's, like it's that's like, the struggle. Like Wilson from Home Improvement, you just yes. want to see his mouth so bad. But yes, you yes. know if you do, it'll just ruin it'll the whole. Ru- maybe that's the thing. Yeah. So they migrate. I believe our population of what we have in Ohio is at least the majority of Ohio. We're sharing with the lower end of Peninsula, or the the lower end of Michigan, and a little bit of Indiana, and most of Ohio is sharing the same group of animals, the same genetic pool. Whether mm-hmm. that's 300, whether that's 10,000, I don't know. Yeah. You know, that's a harder number to get. But I think that's your same group of animals. Even if it's in the hundreds, that's remarkable. Yeah. You so know, I always at- thought of, like, Bigfoot in... Like you really hear the stories, like of course the Grassman Triangle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Minerva is, mm-hmm. um, just north of Cambridge, but then all the way to Athens. Um, we met Dusty Ruth, mm-hmm. uh, Bigfoot researcher from Cleveland, at the Friends of the Serpent Mound Summer Solstice event this past summer, and he is, I believe, he might have just wrapped up his research, but there were so many people down in Adams County near Serpent Mound farmers because that's kind of there's a lot of farmland and it's hilly Mm -hmm. but that crater causes uh those river valleys Mm -hmm. uh and the hills so there is a lot of woods but there's also farmland too so you you wouldn't think of that area as a bigfoot hotspot. Mm -hmm. but dusty just keeps getting all these calls right around the serpent mound impact crater area and he's been down there he's like there is a hundred percent evidence that there are multiple Bigfoot moving through this area. Mm-hmm. And in he's I think he spent like all summer in Adams County just just poking around and, and, and researching. So uh, there's so many areas like you think of Western Ohio or Eastern Ohio, Southern Ohio. Uh, and people think that, you know, Ohio's a bunch of farms and cornfields like, like where we grew up yeah i of it is i mean we, we have the, the way national line. way national forest cuyahoga yeah. national valley yeah Mo- we, uh, mohican uh yeah. state park i mean uh, all of athens mm-hmm. uh, that's it's a pretty damn i mean you got uh you know old man's cave and, and hawking hills the whole region we have so many rivers Oh, yeah. And so we don't have a ton of lakes like in Michigan and Wisconsin or or, or, Mich- uh, or uh, 
you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, but we got a ton of rivers, man. And that's why the earthworks and the, the temple building here in ancient times was those river systems were just highways. Mm-hmm. Right. So and why wouldn't Sasquatch move, be moving around I 100% on those? Think they use. So you know what's special about Hardin County? Why? So there is that year, 2011, had a ton of sightings. We didn't have any after. We didn't have any before. So what's special about Hardin County? Why would they be passing through there? It is where the Lake Erie River watershed okay. and the, uh, the Scioto River watershed get the closest. So if you're going to if you're using the waterways to navigate, you only have to walk a hundred yard farm to get from one major waterway map oh, to the right. next. Okay. Right. So that's why they're being funneled sheds. there, and then they're being funneled back out. <clears throat> and then you, but when you get through Hardin County, you have the Great Miami, the Little Miami, and the right. Scioto. Yep. You can go anywhere in Ohio. Off of those, yes, absolutely. So if you're just, yeah, I really takes you right down to the Ohio River. All those. One of the really cool things we had is from doing this show, I'm Greg. Yeah, uh, guy, known all my life, great Bo- friends with my dad, both of us. Yeah, great friends with both of us. Uh, just all our life, really big guy. Uh, he never knew I had a Bigfoot encounter, and I never knew he had one. Okay. And he has probably one of the best ones ever. He, he basically thought it was a cow. That's the name of the episode. I thought it was a cow. Because uh, well that day, wow, uh, they, there were cows out in that area, so he was coming back through and there was something in the ditch, and he's like, okay, it's one of these big, you know, big hairy thing. It's one of these cows. So he's actually slowing down. He's going to get out and help get the cow back in. And it was a big, you know, and he has a really incredible encounter. He actually yeah. came in the studio and told it. He doesn't. It's his story. It's a lot better. But that's basically he got really close. Really great encounter. Really like detailed. But he's seen it. In 2011, about a quarter mile from where our farm was, he—it was probably the same animal—is what I'm getting at. Right, right, uh, right. So what I think for the North Pennsylvania Ohio, why, uh, my my encounter, why he was staying there during the summer when he shouldn't have been, there was all these farms around there. He was eating grain out of our bins. Right, right. He was eating chickens, and then there's, but he's doing it to all these farms. He was probably uh, he was seven foot tall. Is the one that we've seen, and that's Greg's was seven foot tall, very muscular. Uh I think he was a juvenile male. I keep calling him a he, so. I think he was a juvenile male, and he didn't want to walk anymore. He's like, there's food here, Mom and Dad. Why am I walking <laughs> all the way down to stranded. Hawking Hills? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's no point. Why am I doing this? And, you know, basically, you know, humans are real dangerous. You shouldn't stay around. There's not a lot of cover here. Like, ah, whatever. Farmland. So Dad shot at him, quote, unquote, and that was it. You know, okay, humans are scary. He figured it yeah, out. Yeah, it's time to. <laughs> I'll walk down to hockey next year. He was screwing okay. around with okay. you guys at first, so, and then uh, he got a yeah. little lesson. <laughs> so I really think that dog Lucy was about two seconds from not being a dog anymore. Yeah, because she was not letting him get back into the barn where he was mm. taking all the horse grain. Horse grain's basically molasses, molasses, so it's sweet. Sugar. Right, right, right. So I kind of left that out, but he was stealing hundreds of pounds of that over the years. Oh, so you think the dog really? finally caught him in the act? Well, yeah, he was. <coughs> I think he was super mad. He couldn't go in the yard anymore. Uh, so I think he was literally so Bigfoot and dogs is a famous, a famous thing. It never goes good for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think she was about two seconds from not being a dog. Wow, because they look at it like I'm just going to do whatever I want. Well, you're the thing stopping me from getting what yeah. I want. Yeah, and he's a lot bigger than that dog, and it won't right. shut up. And <laughs> yeah. now everybody knows I'm out here. Yeah. Wow, man. But I guess I kind of talked over Jay. Jay, I don't know. Do you have anybody do that for you? Do what? Like. Get you into this stuff, or? Um, no, I just think I, I grew up 
just very interested in a lot of just weird and different things. Yeah. Like, you know, just that tip, that kid. Yep. I was always into the weird stuff. So, and I always have an open mind, I think, to everything. So, I don't know. I just, it was something that was always, I had interest in, but I just never really have explored a whole lot, but I believed in it. I always believed in all the weird stuff. So, right. so to, I came from that angle, just open mind, believe in anything, especially Bigfoot. I love Bigfoot stories, but I never yeah. pursued it like, yeah deep like we do now for sure but like right. we do now is a whole different thing a whole different thing yeah <laughs> so but i like the stories and yeah. i just i like good stories yeah i feel like starting out younger yeah i thought about bigfoot and being real and then as i got older discounted it like this just there's no way and then came back around to it because i just listened to so many stories of people that are credible eyewitnesses hunters like yeah. people mm-hmm. that are in the woods yeah more than police I officers am ever rangers park rangers you know. etc the micah the micah hanks talking about the that rangers in the amazing. national forest that would go up to the uh all certain parts of the park where it's, if people were hunting illegally or they were camping off grid or just you know trying to hide out those stories when he would you know say he would see basically sasquatch running in these valleys and stuff i was like makes sense i mean you talk about national parks that's humongous real estate oh yeah where no uh, space like that right right um but it's funny a couple years ago we were in sequoia national park and i heard on two different days trees go over now not a sequoia but a big enough tree that like it felt like the ground shaking and rumbling so i was like oh okay never knew that was also a part of a Sasquatch trait from time to time to just knock trees over. Now, again, it wasn't a sequoia, one of the massive yeah, ones. Yeah, but 300 foot tree. There was something going down that was definitely big enough falling that it was like, what was it? I just never put two and two together. Not mm-hmm. saying I had an encounter, but... Yeah, you something know, odd was happening for sure. And being aware of those little things, like if I heard tree knocks as a kid, I never knew it. I didn't right. know what it was, so I might have heard it and just never had an idea about mm-hmm. it, right? But as I got older, I was like, no, like, there seems like there's more to this, right? Like, it, I don't know. You guys ever heard of Mohican Susan? No. No. Great. A good friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, really great person. I think we're going to go hang out with her in the spring. She has, she's out of Mohican. Uh, she's not a Mohican. Okay. But she's out of Mohican. Uh, she got famous just kind of a couple months ago for having the best new vocalization recordings. Oh, wow. Okay. Really? Uh, what did she have? She had like 1.4 billion clicks in like the first week. Oh, shoot. I don't know Remember anything she was numbers. showing She's like, I don't understand these numbers. Was she uploaded to YouTube? No, or? no, and like just in global, like uh, she has people that like work, like help her out and stuff like. So okay. global shares of like this one story was like astronomical. Wow, and because she had this, really yeah. good stuff, she had amazing stuff, and but mm-hmm. she was one talking to us about sound. So like we were getting at is that she was talking about like we were all kind of talking about it, but like the mimicking. Of animals, of not people, but animals. But they, yeah, like coyotes and stuff. Owls is the big one. Yeah, and it says like if it, if it sounds like an owl, but it sounds like you mimicking an owl. Yeah, it's probably not an owl. That's a good point. Because uh, they don't do a great job sometimes, but they do it enough to where you're not if you're not paying attention, dude. You're not thinking that's about it. Wild. That's what I'm saying. Let me yeah. an owl. How cool. There's a a, a pretty odd story. Remember. Uh, the same night our friend dumped the pizza in the oven. <laughs> that was after the awesome night that we had outside. This guy started a fire in the middle of December. Oh, God. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, great. it was like w- the logs were wet. Somehow he got this fire going. Like, Roaring. would not give up on it. And it, was, and it was so cold. So, like, we needed this fire. But we didn't want to go back inside. Because, you know, we're having our, our bro zone session, locking yeah. in with each other. 
And then we just start hearing this owl out in the distance, mm. which our buddy attracts owls. Yeah. I've seen it. The guy that like, did all this artwork. <clears throat> but you call them in or they just kind of come to them? Kind of just Roa, flock to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roa, uh, Fifth Element Tattoo Gallery here down yeah. the road is a bird magnet. Like, he's just a bird guy. He's, yeah. They, they'll land in his uh, backyard. Like, crows will just, you know, he's able to, like, get feathers just out of the blue from, like, the wildest you know, animal, like the wildest birds. He, he's yeah. just, they're always around him. Uh, I mean, at our, my house that night when we were hanging out with him, with the owl, I right never we had, to make a I lived there for seven years and never had an owl at my house, my old house before we moved three years ago, never seen an owl, never yeah. heard an owl. And we're sitting, hanging out. It's like, Hey, let's go get some fresh air. Have no clue why we even went outside. Just went outside and and this thing just flew in silent as can be as can be and Ro was like ow i'm like dude <laughs> yeah but we were that... also making a decision like should or should we not do whatever we were planning on and right. all of a sudden like owl flew by and we're like yeah we're doing that okay do we're doing that yeah and and it was wild flew by silently but but that night so he gets out his little native american flute and he starts calling back to this owl oh yeah woo, woo, with the flute and this thing starts talking back, starts mimicking back the flute. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Was it an owl? Yeah, was it an owl? Never right. thought about that. Yeah. And, and it was kind of like. This is the, Serpent it, Mound area. They this were is, commu- yeah, this is the Serpent Mound area. Never thought and about we that. And were com- he was basically like communicating with this thing. And it was Something. calling back with him. Yeah. And we're just like, dude, it was, it was really, really freaky. I mean. That was the night of the pizza. And it didn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah, that was the night of the the pizza debacle. Uh, <laughs> That's wild. But that makes me think of, I mean, you saying that, and because it was mimicking back, yeah. back and forth. Kind of again, not saying yeah. we had a bigfoot encounter right. or an experience, mm-hmm. right. but uh, it more than likely was. But here's the just crazier enough. part too is that I don't know that I ever wa- like. I joke like, yeah, I want to see a ghost or this. No, I don't. Like I've seen a couple things already yeah. that I don't want to see again. Yeah. Like you know. So it's tough. Like, do I want to see a Bigfoot? Do I want to? If I could say I want the experience you had where nobody got hurt or this or that and it took. Sure. Looking yeah. back, I don't but think do we I... were any any danger. So, right. Yeah. Right. 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 But, but I've heard have... some bad stories. <clears throat> OK. So when we had D.A. on the other week. Yeah. And he he broke into this story talking about Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, yeah. And Bauman. The mm-hmm. Bauman story. I don't know if you guys are familiar the, with this. The, the hermit that Teddy talked to. Is that that one? It's, that he recorded. The, it's apparently he wrote this book. It was a collection of stories of him hunting in the wilderness. Yeah. But also in this book, he added a story yes. that he didn't identify himself in, but he identified two other people. Mm-hmm. And he identified this one guy, Bauman, right? And yeah. Supposedly he respected him enough he believed his story. Yeah. that guy, uh, That's the guy, right? DA's theory is that Teddy is Bauman. Oh. Gotcha. Because Teddy actually had the experience. You're including in your book. Someone else's account. Right. But you're also a hunter of this, of that. You had political aspirations. You don't want to. He was out deep, deep in those woods. But the story's wild. Yeah. Like, I think his friend that was on the hunt with him ended up getting killed by Bigfoot yeah. on that, like, hunt, basically. But mm. that's the yeah. story. And I mean, and then what he asked next, he said, what happened after that? He established the national parks. Yeah. Mm. Well, he, he was also kidnapped. A, a cryptid reserve. Teddy Roosevelt yeah, was. Yeah, he got kidnapped. Okay. That's right how he established national parks. It's kind of a. A story for what I used to do, like everybody knows that. Uh, he got kidnapped by the, the Redwood Preserving Group. 
Mm. Did not know that. They took him away from the Secret Service. They pulled him up into the top of Red, uh, Redwood and stayed the night up there. Wow. And when he came back down. So that was at He's the like, end. I and then have he to had, do yeah, this. What second. a great move by them, Because they showed him. <laughs> they could see the edge line of where the Redwoods were dying from people cutting them down. Oh. Right, right, right. And they stayed up night and talked to him all night. And the Secret Service was panicking down. They had no ropes to get up there. Had no equipment. Well, you're hundreds of yeah, feet Yeah, so Teddy oh, wow. Roosevelt was the only president to ever get uh, kidnapped with no charges being pressed. That's great. Yeah, he got kidnapped. Wow. But hey, for a good for cause. For a good there. cause, right. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he also, Teddy Roosevelt, we talk about him a lot. He pops up all kinds of weird places. He yeah, left his campaigning fellow. Yeah. He left his campaigning trail to hunt the Snallygaster. What? That is politically documented. What is mm-hmm. that? A giant yellow flying creature with tendrils on its face. Imagine like a, a dragon. But slimy and yellow, uh, with like tentacles hanging off its face. This is a real thing. Well, he went and shot one. So he 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 left a campaign trail. He left be, to trying pursue. to become president for two weeks to go hunt this thing. But he never got one. So it did die. Somebody it drank a bunch of moonshine or got into mash and died. This is a real animal. Yes, no. It's, it's a, like Bigfoot. Cryptid. Like Bigfoot. It's a cryptid. They don't know for sure, bub. I mean, but it's it like the Flatwoods it. monster. Or there was mm-hmm. a lot of political talk about the Snallygaster, and then it disappeared. So we drive around uh, Northwest or Ohio oh, in yeah. general. Um, you ever see like those weird things on barns, like big painted, almost like quilt shaped or quilt designed tapestries? Yeah. So those were first put on barns to ward off the Snallygaster. The Snallygeist. Really? The Snallygeist. <laughs> Which is a German. German, right. That mm-hmm. part, absolutely. A lot of German settlers early Quick spirit. They drank milk and blood. That uh, was the I've never heard of this. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah, that's great. basically. So it, there was a, I, now I can't remember. So we did the Snallygaster a while ago. But the mega barn that was built to defeat the Snallygaster. The mega barn? The whole, vill- <laughs> the whole valley was losing its livestock. Was it a valley or a whole county? A county, something like that. I can't remember. So now I'm, it's been I, don't, a while. I don't remember. Fully, which what it was. We have to re-listen to some of our episodes. Yeah, <laughs> but basically, ourselves. this large group of people <laughs> were losing so much livestock every night. They weren't going to survive. Like literally, they weren't going to survive. They couldn't leave because they had nothing to go. Yeah. So they put, they pitched in and built this mega barn to keep all their livestock in together at night. Because if they could light it up enough, the snailing guests would leave it alone. Hmm. But you couldn't do it at a single home. Right. It ended up not working. But they put the snailer guys seals. On after the Snelly Gaster was inside eating the livestock. And they sealed it in there, and apparently it starved to death. Or that one did. Because it did kill everything in there. But they sealed it inside, so now it couldn't get out. Wow. And never I think that barn's still standing, right? No idea. We, we talked about it. I can't remember. No idea. That's cool. That's cool. I've never heard of that. Yeah, so Teddy Roosevelt has a, a long history with cryptids. Dude, he's, he's, Might be he's the- in deep. I mean, that guy was an ex- a legit explorer, though, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a different era. One Back of our first then, descriptions of Piranhas came from Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, a really? A lot of those yeah. guys, those explorers, were all like former captains in the military. You know, uh, the guy that basically started the whole Bureau of Ethnology of the Smithsonian, Powell, uh, John Wesley Powell. He was a colonel. Mm. He explored one of the first explorers into the Grand Canyon. I mean, that guy was a legit badass. Mm-hmm. He lost an eye out there exploring. Well, you still need that and, com- competitive But those guys, mm-hmm. yeah. drive like, you know, Teddy Roosevelt types back then, they were real men, man. Mm-hmm. Those guys were packing supplies on mules. Oh, yeah. And getting in deep mm-hmm. and exploring you know America. Yeah. How the word teddy bear came to be. With, probably from Teddy Roosevelt, right? But do you know where? what's the story behind it? No. He went out while he was president for a grizzly bear hunt. He a, fought a grizzly bear, right? Not in this story. Okay. But in, 
In the other one. <laughs> he, he, he wanted to hunt a grizzly bear while he was president. The Secret Service did not want to let him. Sounds so they, reasonable. They, sound, they basically signed it up to where they had a grizzly bear chained to a tree where he was going out so he could go shoot one. And he refused. He's like, this. he made, he made oh, him release yeah, the yeah, animal. Yeah. He's like, this is not hunting. This is just, this you is know. stupid yeah. and cruel. Yeah. And so that story got out, and they just basically made the teddy bear off of that. They called Teddy Roosevelt the teddy bear. Not because of, like, a, not demeaning or anything like that. Just saying, like, he had so much pride for the sport that he's just not going out there to kill something. That's not the point. But it's, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a cool homage of like it's on the nose. Yeah. There's a love for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So a teddy bear, a soft side to it. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, of absolutely. It is, it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not. He just wasn't like, a monster. Oh, go kill this thing tied to a tree. I, no. Yeah, hunt is part of it. The, right. Being out in nature, the hunt, and the dealing going, with it, the right. process of getting an animal to go feed your family or your village, like that's that that primal feeling like if you're right. a real outdoorsman you're not going to shoot some bear tied up to a tree i mean no teddy rose that's not badass enough no. for teddy roosevelt <laughs> it's like it's like tyrannosaurus rex in jurassic park he doesn't want that goat on a leash mm-hmm. no Te- it wants, wants the people in that car yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wants that lawyer oh yeah i love it that's he's, craziness he's also famous so the, one of the first actual depictions we had from piranhas from south america into the into the north america like mindset was kind of a lie that was told to Teddy Roosevelt. Well, by that I mean they had these piranhas in a tank, and they didn't feed them for a long, long time. So when Teddy came in, they're like, "This is a piranha." They threw a calf in there, and they were starving animals, so they viciously ripped apart the calf and stuff like that. And he's like, "Oh, so this is how piranhas are out here." Right. And so he came back, was telling like these things are you know vicious fish, like they're little, but they'll rip anything apart. And I mean, Jeremy Wade, if you ever watch any of his stuff, like. They are not, they they are not the bloodthirsty killers. They're very skittish fish, uh, but when anything that you keep in a tank and <laughs> don't feed it for months, oh, of course, yeah, it's so not tra- an accurate portrayal. <laughs> of Hunger them. changes something. If it gets a little yeah. blood in the water, yeah, yeah it's yeah. gonna shred your finger. You if you stick it in a, a tank. Didn't your brother used to have piranhas? No, no, no. Okay, saltwater fish a lot, lots of different the okay. zoanthids and corals and. Mm. You used to have a piranha. I used to have a bunch of piranhas. Or a paku. Never mind. It was a paku. Oh, no, I did have a paku. That was a sad story. He got ate by a snapping turtle. Oh, God. I grew this giant albino paku up because I have an alligator snapping turtle. And I wanted fishing with the alligator snapping turtle. But you have to have them big enough for the alligator snapping turtles not thinking about eating them. And I thought I did it. And I did I thought I did it. (laughs) And I'm like, well, there's six months of work down the drain. (laughs) He was like, he thank him. you for dinner. Yeah, well, it's him. funny is because there's other fish in that tank that's the same size as that Paku and never mess right. with them. And Paku are a-holes. So I don't know if the Paku started a fight yeah. that it could not win. Yeah. <laughs> or if – because it's just I don't know. I've, that was a bad one. Yeah. I'm like, that's a lot of money and time. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Big albino Paku. Yeah. And it just – I was like, there's the head. That's all that was left. <laughs> I had a small saltwater tank, and somehow I was very novice at it, and the person at the pet store that I went to to get this starfish from didn't let me know that starfish ate corals. Oh, yeah. So I had corals in my tank that were very expensive, mm-hmm. and he ate about $400 worth, and I was Ooh. like, <laughs> oh, I've never wanted to flush something down the toilet, but I brought him back to the store. I was like, you can have it, but I mean, I, I can't keep this. He's bad. Yeah. I mean, he was just, <laughs> oh, it tastes delicious. I'm like, no, my recordia mushroom. God damn it. <laughs> you ever, did you ever have any quarrels fighting? Uh, not me personally. My like brother probably breeds. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's an wild. interesting. People don't realize that those are animals. 
Yeah, 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 yeah that's, absolutely. I, yeah, that's a big thing that people look at it. Weird they, I don't. Worm. They think they think it's more like a plant, or even know, selecting fish. Oh yeah, that you put in together in a tropical tank or yeah. a fresh. I mean, coral's just a buildup of the calcium from yeah, there. It's, yeah, grabbing stuff and yeah. making its own home. Yeah, that's basically the like skeletal remains yeah. of it, kind of building out. Yeah. But yeah, I've seen a not, not person. I used to work with. Uh, well, I worked in the same building that uh, one of the, some of the Sea Grant people worked in. Okay. So they had videos of corals basically vomiting on each other to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. It literally it looks like white vomit going and burning the other corals. That's the whole point is to burn off space. See, this is the part I like. I don't know nothing. I know jack about any of this, and <laughs> Justin teaches me all this like biology stuff, and I just soak it up like a sponge. Velvet worms. Yeah. Oh velvet yeah. Velvet worms. Oh, uh, you know what a velvet worm is? I think I've seen one. You know what a velvet worm is? No. Okay. Imagine a centipede. Okay. Now make it squishy. No, no hard parts. No, no exoskeleton. exoskeleton. Yep. So it looks just like a centipede, but it's actually more really related to worms. <clears throat> Bright red. Fire truck red. Venomous. Poisonous. The whole nine guards. So venom is injected, poison is on the surface, and you have to eat it. Right. Uh, and then they just throw up their guts onto prey, and then suck them back in. So they throw their internal organs out, or it's it's like a stringy soup. They throw it out, get you tangled up, and then suck you back in. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Nope. I'm gonna have to look up some videos of that. They're nope. wild little creatures. Biology's weird. Now oh, I got yeah. a, I got a question. I don't do yeah. this kind of stuff very often. Do we have anybody in here hanging out with us? So, yeah, we have. Kyle. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you're good. I'm just curious. You're good. Justin Lamb, Stoner's dad, Neil. What's up, oh, Neil? Justin. Hey, Justin. Neil. hey, Justin. Uh, we know Justin Lamb. Justin Lamb, that's uh, one of your guys. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, he's getting a. Super fan. He's getting a t-shirt very soon. Yes. What's up, Justin? Welcome, uh to the cryptids of the Strange Corn Road Swapcast. <laughs> Strange Corn Road. <laughs> I love that. Uh, once I texted, well, I like texted that to him, and then when it was like, I could see it in front of me. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> and we got Andy, uh, arugula, Stones Girl, Andy. Oh, I okay. thought it was arugula. Andy does all the. If you guys see like the illustrations on yes. uh, our previous episodes of our, our cartoon versions yeah. of ourselves and uh guests andy does all those illustrations Sweet. yeah she's super talented uh, i thought it was a rude and we had ricky excited. maynard in here he was at the bar tuning in for a little bit nice old ricky um and then k street kst k street i see the serpent well welcome everyone yes thanks for joining us yeah this is super 100 percent. wow what an awesome conversation Thank you for listening to part one of Cryptids of the Strange Corn Road Swapcast. It was super cool hearing how the Cryptids of the Corn Boys got started down their path. These guys are obsessed and deserve all the success that's coming their way. And it was fun recounting our journey with them as well. Make sure you go find their Facebook group and follow them on Instagram at Cryptids of the Corn. Go subscribe and follow their podcast platforms, Patreon, and YouTube channel. Give them a five-star rating. Let them know what you think. We are The Strange Road. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, leave us a rating. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel to keep up to date on all our live streams and content coming out. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Strange Road. I'm Mikey, and you can find me on Instagram at SpiralMikey. My co-host, Bub, is on Twitter at Bub Ranley. Our producer, Stoner, 
on the ones and twos can be found on Instagram at Kyle Stonard. Thank you all for listening and stay tuned for part two. We go even deeper into carnivorous clouds and sky beasts, the Snallygaster, Smithsonian conspiracies, giants disappearing from the great headache, bringing mammoths back with cloning, Megalania sightings in Australia, and of course, Serpent Mound and Earthworks in Ohio, plus much, much more. And we appreciate any of the cryptids of the corn followers that landed on our channels. Much love and respect. Take care, guys.